hey, the Twins finished April above 500, and they've taken care of business in five games against the Royals, who they sort of buried at the bottom of the AL Central. To what degree is this sustainable for our Twins? Let's separate truth from uh, fluke, if you will, when we come back here. Derek Wetmore joins us. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad. This team will compete at a very high level a couple years from now. Mackey and Judd. Three or four years from now, but they will have sustained success mm. for a long time. On 1500 ESPN. A deep drive to left field. Gone, a three-run home run for Miguel Sano. All right, Derek Wetmore hanging out with us here from 1500ESPN.com and the Touch Em All podcast, where we touch all of them every week. All right. iTunes, I'm super Podcast One, now. all of them, Judd. Really uncomfortable, Harrigan. Can I come to your studio? No, no, you may not. <laughs> all right, then I'm just going to duck on out. Bye. So the Twins finished April above 500, 12 and 11, right, I believe is their yeah. official record. And uh, now they haven't exactly played the cream of the crop in Major League Baseball. The Royals have fallen off the map. You know, the White Sox, I know they're off to a decent start, but that's probably not sustainable. So they've taken advantage of a favorable schedule, but they are above 500. And um, and they've got some positive things like Miguel Sano is one of the best hitters in baseball. In your mind, how how do you separate what is sustainable for the Twins going forward from maybe some of the things that are going to come crashing back to earth. It's a hard thing to parse because there are some things that legitimately are very good signs for the Twins so far. And, you know, I could rattle off a handful of them. Miguel Sano looks decent at third base. Looking at you, Judd Zolgad. He does. No, he does. Uh, Jorge Polanco right. looks okay at shortstop. Byron Buxton's been a whiz in the field. Uh, Irvin Santana has legitimately been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, these are all good things. Brandon Kinsler, by the way, has been good at the back end of the bullpen. But there are some things, too, that you look at and you think, is that a house of cards? Is that going to come tumbling down at some point? Can the Twins really rely on that going forward? Um, There are a couple things that I'd look at. Like their their pitching staff's probably pitching above its head right now. The results are probably better than what you'd expect going forward. Um, And that's not a knock on any one individual player. It's just kind of surprising that a team that everyone thought was going to have a bad pitching staff has a top 10 pitching staff in baseball. I don't expect that to continue. It doesn't take away from what they've done, but you wonder where are they going to settle? Where are they going to find their level as the season goes on? Don't you think, though, that that while pleasantly surprised, the Twins are, are very comfortable right now with with going through this process, though, Derek? See, I don't think, because I don't think that Falvey probably sits there and thinks, oh boy, I might have I might be sitting on a gold mine. This is good. I think he thinks exactly what what you just said, but he's also in, in a position where, hey, if things work out, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but you are still but you are still very much factoring in that if you don't think it's going uh, to keep up, that that moves are still going to be made. So uh, to me you're not just to saying to yourself, man, this is sure fun and I didn't expect it. You're still evaluating on a day-to-day basis and the realization that things might not continue on th- this track is something that you're probably okay with. Well, uh, yeah, I mean you're not going to so win. You're fine with it. You're not going to win the World Series this year. If you're the twins, and, and you probably won't contend, you probably won't, and that's fine. We'll see. Look at I you don't guys know. with these cold buckets of water. Hey, hey, this hey! This team hey. has no. The it's me. It's the me. best hitter Thank in baseball, you. in Miguel Sano. They've got. I'll, I'll say this, and I'm with you. Like, okay, obviously, ride this magic carpet as long as you can, mm-hmm. and then you probably trade pieces. 
I don't think the pitching staff's lower DRA, which I believe collectively is like it's, it's a shade under four. It's it's top six in the American League, and it's like fringe top ten, just earned run average, um, which isn't the best way to measure always. But I don't think that's a total fluke because if you lined up historically the best outfield defenses, and, and then okay, what do the pitching staffs look like um, with the, the the Tampa Bay Rays from five years ago or the the Kansas City Royals from a couple years ago? All of those pitching staffs have really good ERAs because fly balls are being caught. That's not a fluke. The fact that Byron Buxton is out there roaming center field and the fact that Ed Rosario is a rangy left fielder, like those things aren't going away. So are you going to have Clayton Kershaw's one through five? Like is Phil Hughes, because he's four and one, a Cy Young candidate? No, he's getting bailed out by run support and by great outfield defense. Um, But I don't think it's a total fluke that this pitching staff looks better not because they're better necessarily, but because the defense is better behind them. I agree. I think that you expected to see the pitching staff take a step forward, but I don't think you expected to see Big Irv with a 0.77 ERA or Hector Santiago, our guy, with, uh, what does he have, 2.43 ERA this year. These are these are good pitchers, fine, and especially Irvin Santana's a mid-rotation starter on a good World Series contending team. But I don't think that anyone's expecting to see that the rest of the season. So that's what I'm saying is that, yeah, maybe you, you set me up for is it sustainable or not? And I said, well, probably not. It's it's good so far for the first month. But are they top 10? I'd be really shocked if at the end of the season they have a top 10 pitching staff, even with Byron Buxton, Eddie Rosario, and Max Kepler catching everything that's hit to the outfield. You want shocked? I'll give you shocked. I'm going to be shocked if Irvin Santana is here For the entire season. Okay, let me ask you this, because this is something that I keep coming back to, especially after he's had such a great first month of the season. In fact, I made the case yesterday on our website that he might be the team's MVP one month into the season, even though Miguel Sano looks like... I don't mean to rip on the fine work you did at 1500 ESPN. If you didn't read it, you can't rip it. That's is the there rules. anything like less relevant than a month MVP <laughs> or a player of the MB, All these leagues hand out okay, player right, of the week awards. You know like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I would, with you just ha- having said that, Derek, yes. I would like to call for the hot take police right now. No. I would like to call it, for the no. I, hey, hey. I'd like to call. You'll, you'll get your game call. Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in Hot Take Court. All right, Miguel Sano is coming off a road trip in which he hit 524. He's been phenomenal. Please make your case for a starting pitcher being. Officer, with all due respect, and there is a lot of respect due here, Judd. Did you read the column that I wrote yesterday? Just answer the question, yes or no. Well, you're not going to put me on the stand here, son. I'm the cop. No, I didn't. Okay. All right. Read the column. No, you can't say that on the radio. I know. I'm just saying, explain, if you're going to rip explain me. Explain yourself. If you're going to rip me without even understanding my points, hear me out. Oh, I'd like to get you upset. Now explain yourself. Okay. I just want Dave to know that I have nothing to do with this segment. We're debating the April MVP of a team that's not going to contend. I I also (laughs) didn't read the column. Sorry. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, So so Miguel Sano has been fantastic. Do not get me wrong. And I made a lot of cases for why Sano should probably uh, get strong representation in the April MVP 
conversation. But Irvin Santana gave up three runs in 35 innings, gave the team a chance to win five times. They only won four times. That's not his fault. It's 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 a lot more nuanced than that, and I think full season. Obviously, we're not talking a pitcher as team MVP. Pitchers win Cy Young Awards. Players win MVPs because they play every single day. But in terms of impact on this team, I think you can make the case that Irvin Santana's had just as big of an impact. Now, to your question about will he get traded or not? So, did I get cleared of those charges, or am I still am I still going to be in the you're clanker on, for you're a on while? probation? Okay, first I'll, offense. I'll be on I'll be on good behavior for the month of May. First offense. I do wonder, Judd, if the Twins are in contention, would you still trade Irvin Santana? Like that's what I've been talking about since since February. I'm wondering if the Twins are like 500, which is Right in the conversation for second wild card in the American League every single season now. Boy, could you really sell it to the clubhouse and to the fans to say, mm, yeah, we're right there, but well, sorry, I, we're going to get rid of your best pitcher. Your job certainly isn't, if you're Derek Falvey or Thad Levine, your job isn't solely focused on this year. For sure. So I, but I think you have to be mindful of it. I don't think you can flush away, let's say... I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say they're five games above 500 sure. in July sometime, and they're in position, maybe not right there for the, maybe they're a couple games back in the division or something. You're going to have to make a decision, much like you did with Byung-Ho Park in spring training, and mm-hmm. say, I know it looks this way now, but the best move for X date in the future is to not put our eggs all in this one basket. And that might irritate people in the clubhouse, and it might irritate, if they were, to, let's say they were in contention for a wild card spot, and they traded Irvin Santana. I think the Rays have done this before, where it's like, well, I know it looks like we're in contention, but the long-term play is or to the do Oakland this. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I know we got a good pitching staff, but Zito, yeah. Mulder, Hudson. Yes, if Irvin, if Irvin Santana was 28 years old instead of 34 years old, I'm with you for sure. Like You would never trade him during uh, a potential pennant run. But unless you think he's going to be this same pitcher for two more years until he's 36 years old, you should take advantage of if the offers are right, almost regardless of what your record is, to to cash in with a couple yeah, young pitchers. And I'm not saying I disagree with you, but you do wonder, how does a guy like Miguel Sano take that? If Byron Buxton figures this out, how does he take that? How does Jail Barreros ah, take that? But, Whatever. Any of these but, players. But what you're forgetting is this. This is why uh, Falvey, for instance, has been in the clubhouse every day since spring training started. With Terry, I agree. If Terry did something like that, you'd be like, why'd Terry do this? And and there would never be an explanation. As a player, you mean? Yeah, you, yes. You think that? Yeah, but, but those guys have been in the clubhouse on a daily basis, I think, to share their thoughts and feelings. And they're sharing that we think you guys are garbage, even though you're above 500. Yeah. So we're going to try everybody. Saying you guys lost 103 games, <laughs> yeah, but I'm here. Have a good game, but <laughs> yeah, but I can, but I can almost <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that these guys have an idea of what they want back, and if they can get that back, they make a deal. Let's come back and talk more about Miguel Angel Sano, who has emerged as one of the five best hitters in baseball, uh, which is sort of what he projected to be all throughout his minor league career, and even with the bursting on the scene a couple years ago. Let's talk about him and his future with Derek Wetmore next, Mackie and Judd. Hey, guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three-plus decades 
And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Becky and Judd are back. That's what we do. You like that? I might get a little emotional. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Proud sponsor of The Beer Show. A deep drive to left field. Gone. A three-run home run for Miguel Sano. And he has seven of them. Not all of them three-run homers, but he has seven homers. 25 RBIs. He's batting 316, and he's slugging just under 700. And it's 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 early. It's the first month of the season. Uh, probably not a 300 hitter long term with that many strikeouts because he still strikes out one every one of every three times he comes to the plate. But um, Derek Wetmore is with us here from 1500ESPN.com and the Touch 'Em All podcast. Miguel Sano is patient yet aggressive, powerful yet able to go the other way when needed and even hit opposite field extra base hits. He's coming into his own. And again, I don't think he's like a 320 hitter who's, I think that's going to regress to some extent, but this is who you thought he would be all the way from age 16 coming up through the minor leagues. And the, the little like three month taste we got of him two years ago as a rookie. And now he's emerging into this all encompassing solid defensive player at third base throughout the month of April beast of a hitter who can hit just like Miguel Cabrera who can hit the ball hard to opposite field hit the ball hard to center field make you pay when when you get behind in the count as a pitcher it's been fun to watch I know you're gonna rip this conclusion after one month sample size but Miguel Sano's in the MVP conversation in the American League I'm not gonna rip that he's playing you want to talk April MVP I'm gonna rip that if you want to talk like overall MVP I will not rip that that's true he is. I mean, nobody's hitting the ball harder. I wrote a column about Sano last week. Not only the extra base hits and the home runs, because you see, it's really easy. You see the home runs and the RBIs. They impact games. What do you have, five RBIs the other day in a game the Twins win? Yep. And pretty easy to make the argument they don't win that game without Sano. All right, fine, I'm on board with that. But what we maybe don't see, or or you do see, and it's nice now that we have this number that goes along with it, is that he's destroying baseballs. It's not that he's getting lucky. There's some luck that's playing in right now um, that hits are falling, and you're not going to hit that many balls over the fence over the course of the year, probably anyways. And yet, here he is hitting screaming line drives all the time up. It wasn't the home run for me that was the most impressive. It was the two-RBI single when he just tattooed a baseball into left field. And that's only a single. So you mm-hmm. think, okay, if, you know, fine, get your RBIs, and it's a single. So it doesn't boost his slugging percentage. But, man, he scorched that ball. He knew exactly what he's w- looking for. He got it, and then he didn't miss. He put on a perfect swing. And Miguel Sano is as locked in right now as I've seen him at any point in his career, including that impressive rookie season in 2015. Which, once again, uh, proves that the spring means nothing because every report right. we every report we heard from Fort Myers was he's checking his swing too much. This is a big concern. And he, he's been fantastic. Here's a question for you off the, uh, off the road trip to Texas and Kansas City. What do you make of uh, the five-game turnaround that we saw from Buxton? 308 average. And to me, the most important thing probably, seven walks, yeah. two strikeouts. Right. So it, it's, a, it's a very small amount of games. But he went into that 
trip, six for 55, 109 average, 27 strikeouts. Don't remind me. Don't remind 27 me. strikeouts. It was so ugly. 27 strikeouts and two walks. Yeah. So if he can just start to walk. Right. That's a positive well, first step. Definitely a step in the right direction for Buxton. The most encouraging thing, I, yeah, the walks are really encouraging, but if you watch those games, he was gifted a few calls too. So I'm kind of like, I'm not fully buying in yet hey, on the fact. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and if it's if it surges your confidence and then you go up there right. feeling like you know what you're doing at the plate and that helps you turn around a little bit as a hitter, fine. Great. He, you know, he's drawn he, twice as many walks as Joe Maurer so far this season. How yeah. about that for a weird, such right. a weird nugget? That's right. Well, and and Maurer actually did turn it on a little bit these last two uh, yeah. two series too, but yeah, very little bit. Yeah, actually, I, if you're talking about projecting the next ten years, I'm probably more encouraged by but Miguel but, Sano. But, but I'll say this: any positive Buxton step right. he he can take, well, and he'll that's take. What, that's what I was going to say. Is not you're so not much to say. Well, who, who cares? It's important. The walks do matter, and I'm not trying to dismiss them completely out of hand. But I'm just saying it's not like he turned into like the Greek god of walks sure. overnight. It, the thing that's encouraging for Buxton, though, it's that he's not swinging and missing at as many pitches. Because we can talk all day long about this sort of layered philosophy of go up there, look for a count in which to get a pitch to hit, look for that pitch to hit, put your best swing on it, do some damage. If you don't get that, you know, it, the, the approach evolves as the at-bat goes on. None of that stuff matters if you can't simply hit a baseball where it's thrown. And Buxton was unable to do that for the first, like, three and a half weeks. It was starting to look bad. It was starting to look like not only is this guy not their future savior superstar, he might not be a big leaguer. And the last two series, you can say that for Buxton, he looked like a big leaguer. Uh, Here's a fun nugget, too, as I go through the, the Twins lineup through the first month of the season. Miguel Sano, so far this year, one in every three fly balls he hits has gone out for a home run. That's why I say that probably doesn't keep up. But it does season. because his career rate is one in every four. His career sure. rate, it's it's one of the highest in baseball. When he hits a fly ball, it goes out of the ballpark for a home run. One in every four fly balls. He's That's on, absurd. He's on pace right now for something like 40 to 45 home runs. That's That's absolutely sustainable. <laughs> And you'll take uh, the 150 RBIs that he's on pace for right now, too. That's why I say MVP candidate right now. It's early. It's definitely early. I think his numbers are going to come down. I'd be curious to see how pitchers adjust to him and then the counter adjustment that he has to make and that whole cat and mouse game. But so far, super positive signs from Sano on offense. And I think you could say... Oh, you're, you're right about this, too. Just as encouraging. He's, he's been, a third baseman. He's been very good there. That's not something that you uh, were banking on if you were the Twins, but a very, very positive development that he might actually stick at the position you gave him this year. Pop-ups aren't dropping. It's weird. And, or hitting him right in the head. God, but how about that charge bunt play, though? Is swinging bunt or bunt? How Throwing out yeah. Carlos Gomez when you're playing medium deep is almost impossible. You don't see good third basemen make that play all the time. And Sano... Charge in, bare hand, lean over, boom. Yeah, his arm is a howitzer. He can really, because of the strength of his throwing arm and the accuracy, at least so far this season, he can make up for if he doesn't make the perfect approach to the ball or field it cleanly. He's strong enough to throw out Carlos Gomez. He might also kill somebody in the front row if he misses <laughs> Joe Mauer. That's, that's the why problem. That's why screens behind just to protect we people. We should extend the netting <laughs> all throughout the front row because, yeah, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of those and those screaming foul balls. I don't want to see someone hit 
with an exit velocity. More screens. 117 miles an Longer hour. Longer screens, Wetmore. Foul ball. I'm team answer. netting. Find uh, Derek Wetmore's coverage of the Twins on 1500ESPN.com. You can also find it all over our social media channels where we're pumping out original content on a daily basis. And uh, the Touch em All podcast, Derek and I, once a week, and some bonus content you can find and subscribe on iTunes, Podcast One, and 1500ESPN.com.